This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. It is 72 and a half feet. He knows what this does in the last 18 feet. Swing of the putter. Comes up with some speed. Now up the rise. For the eagle. For the win. To the cup. Take it. Yes. 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 The drought is over. The drought is over. Nick Taylor with the eagle. The 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion. History. History. 500 FedEx Cup points. Two-year exemption. He's an icon now in this country. Well, well, well. What a moment in Canadian sports history. Good morning. Welcome inside Golf Talk Canada, live TSN 1050 and on TSN 2 from now until noon. Adam Scully alongside Kristen Murphy. Let me off the top. Where were you when the moment went down? So this is going to sound a little interesting, but I was actually standing on the 18th tee. Oh. On the tee box, looking all the okay. way down the par five, okay, toward the green, towards the crowds, yeah. and I was helping out on the CBS side, um, on the utility side of things, nice. making sure audio and visual people could get back and forth because of the chaos with the playoffs. Right, there was a lot of running around, right. massive crowds, and it was raining, so there were a lot of moving parts, and so I was kind of back and forth, and when the moment happened. It was like a sound wave that traveled from the green. Like you could see it almost before you heard it from where I was standing. It was fascinating and just, it was incredible. I was losing my mind. As was. How about you? Yeah, (laughs) no, it's good. So I was, um, so I was hosting sports center last night and I was trying to time it. So I wasn't anticipating the playoff as not many do when you, you know, work and work in the business, that sort of thing. Right, And so I was supposed to be here at around 7 o'clock for a 10 o'clock show. Playoff happens. I'm like, mm, okay, not ideal, not ideal. And then it goes to, I watch the first playoff hole, and then I say, okay, I, I, I have to be at work now. So I drive to work. I do drive the speed limit. I will say that. I don't know if I buy that, but okay. I'm a that's pretty where conservative where driver. I, I might have touched okay. 110. All right. Maybe, maybe 150. Safety first. Maybe 118. <laughs> anyway, we got here. I missed the second playoff hole, which was fine, obviously. Got to the third playoff hole, and then I was, I was sitting beside Glenn Sheeler, fellow host, and when the ball went down, there was, like, if it sounded like, I've been in that newsroom when, I'm trying to think the most notable, uh, Canadian, like Olympics, there's a lot of 2014 Olympics. There's an overtime goal. Mm-hmm. 2012 London Olympics, the Canadian women's soccer team was playing. Like that felt like we were in the arena. Right. But that moment in time was something that I'll never forget. And and we got to give credit to our guy, Mark Sacchino. He's going to join the show in about an hour, I think. I'm not sure if he has any vocal cords left. Oh, I mean, that call was Electric Avenue, wasn't it? It, it really was, and so awesome that it was Mark on the call. And what a moment for him. I mean, you cover golf in this country for so many years, yeah. and same with Bob Weeks and, and you know, Graham Gillette, obviously, is just a huge part 
of golf in this country and to have them there on the green for the moment and to have Mark on the call and to absolutely nail it the way he did. I mean, we know Mark has a lot of energy. There's yeah. there's no shortage there, but I mean, it's it's a long week. It's a busy week. And he really left it all out on the green. I think we can say that. I think we can definitely say that. And definitely you mentioned the busy week, obviously the merger news that went down when our show was live on television, which you know, looking back, that feels like a year ago now, given what nice. happened o- over the weekend. But uh, throughout the next couple hours, we're going to have a full recap on one of the great moments in Canadian sports history. Nick Taylor, now an icon. We'll hear Mark go one-on-one with Nick Taylor a little later in the show. Lori Kane going to drop by on her perspective on Taylor, also a new partnership she's currently on with Exonic Golf. RBC Canadian Open, Brian Crawford. Will also be around the table. He was one of the guys who was in the mix, standing or kneeling with Adam Hadwin when he <laughs> just got absolutely wallpapered. We'll have more on that momentarily as well. Mark Sakino will also join us in just under an hour. I hope he's got the hot hot lemon and tea. What, what's what honey? What is, honey? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe a halls. I feel like he's probably been in this position before. Maybe not to this right. extent, but right. He's an excitable guy. He's a very excitable guy. It's one of the great moments we'll ever have on this network, on Golf Talk Canada, the works. Before we get to all that, let's hit it with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. So, Murph, we're diehard golf fans. And for golf in Canada, this is this is as good as it Gets really, I mean, four Canadians winning in one year and a Canadian winning on home soil. You know, the last time we saw something similar was Brooke Henderson at the women's open a couple of years ago. But in, in your mind, like how, how significant of this is this to not only make, make it the way he did, Mm -hmm. but to win on home soil, breaking a 69 year curse. Well, you know, Nick Taylor spoke about it after the win, just how important and how key it was Mike Weir winning the Masters when he was up and coming and what that did for golfers of Nick's generation. And so now you have the moment where he ends the drought and it's almost like a passing of the torch in a way. And it's far too soon to truly measure the impact that this is going to have because it's little kids that were there. I mean, there were tons of kids watching and, of course, back home in B.C., um, it's the impact will be massive and it'll be Nick will be what Mike Weir was to Nick, right? For other kids growing up. And that's pretty cool. And it has to be just mind blowing to process. I think it's, it's early. I wholeheartedly agree. And you know, if it wasn't for Mike Weir in 2003, Nick Taylor might not be playing golf for a living. Right. Right. You know, all, all these guys who are out there now thriving on the PGA tour, they might not be out here. Uh, if Mike Weir didn't do what he did in 2003. And I mean, to have Weirzy there too, to have him drive back, apparently he was off property and, and drove back. He was having a tall boy, I believe, <laughs> at one point too. I mean, who wouldn't be? As one manage? does. Yeah, but I mean, to, like you've obviously seen it back. You were standing on location when it happened. Mm-hmm. What was it like? We'll get to Hadwin's takedown yeah. shortly, but to just see all the fellow Canucks standing and you know watching their guy try to get it done. Well, I think that speaks to just how significant this is mm-hmm. in Canada for everyone to stick around, and it's it's just such a cool moment. I think I think everyone who watched will remember where they were when they mm-hmm. watched, and we've seen Canadian wins in the past or wins that as a diehard golf fan you remember, but I think this one transcends. The golf world and it's a sports moment it's a canadian sports moment 
And the way it went down, I think, plays a huge role in this as well. I mean, he started two shots back. Coming off a 63, it can be very difficult to to follow up a round like that with the same, you know, with the same level of play, especially when you have history on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Corey Connors was in it very much going into the final round as well, but he made a couple bogeys and a double early. So he was sort of out of the picture early, shifting all of the attention to Nick Taylor. So you already have a ton of attention. Now you have all of it, essentially. Like, you're like the last hope for this Canadian win. It goes to a playoff. He had to wait to see if there was going to be a playoff, okay? So all of this waiting, building of anxiety, building anticipation, and then multiple playoff holes – and then a 72-foot eagle putt. Like it, and rain is pouring down. They're singing Oh Canada. It was the most dramatic ending that I've witnessed, definitely in person. Absolutely. And that sticks with you, and I think that'll stick with a lot of people in this country. It will it, will it ever. And, you know, like you said, the drama involved. Like if, let's say, like if Fleetwood had bogeyed the 72nd hole, hmm. obviously we'd be talking a lot about this moment and how significant right. it is to snap a 69-year drought. But... The way the way it went down, how about the reaction to the 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 mic? It was it was like a mic drop. It wasn't a, quite a you know Jose Batista little backflip. Yeah. We did the comparison, Jermaine Franklin and I on SportsCenter <laughs> last night and airing as we speak right now too. I mean, unless Nick Taylor had helicoptered his putter into the grandstands, which I don't think was uh, on his uh, play uh, to do that, that was quite a celebration. It was crazy, and it's not like you pre-plan a celebration. You don't expect to make that putt. Right. I mean, you're hoping for a nice lag putt to leave yourself a nice tap-in birdie Mm. or, you know, within five feet, I think. Right. So to think that, you're just, I think... I think he alluded to it. Like you almost black out as far as your reaction. Like I have no idea what he did Mm -hmm. or he has no idea what he did in the moment. He said that afterwards, like he'll have to watch it back. And thankfully there is a ton of footage out there. A uh, a lot of that on uh, Adam Hadwin as well. That's right. (laughs) And uh, you know, it's the the funny thing too, you know, we've heard this line many times on TV, you know, TV doesn't do it justice because that, that, that green is, it looks like a ski slope. There is so much slope to that green. You could tell how hard he had to hit that. Not only because it was uphill, But because it was raining, because it had rained, there was moisture on uh, on the ground. But, okay, we got to get to Adam Hadwin. We well, got to do it. We do. But just before we no, do, no, just please. specifically about that 18th yeah. hole, it had been the topic of conversation for <laughs> yeah. a lot of the week. Quirky is a word we've heard our, over and our over. Our guy Jim Nance did mention that a couple times. He did, yeah. Um, but in the end, that green is going to be the most famous green and one of the most yeah. famous greens in Canadian history. And can you imagine all the members at Oakdale going out there when the course is ready for play again. Like, how many people are going to just try and reenact that putt? I know. I would. I, I, well, and you would. I know I, you would. I, you know what? I'm pretty sure during the media day, I three-putted from a very similar <laughs> spot. Naturally. I love the honesty. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that 18th hole, it was a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of social media, not uproar, but debate. Mm-hmm. In the end, like... Sure, it's quirky. Sure, mm-hmm. it's different to not have a, a driver. I mean, Brandon Matthews hit driver. 368 yeah, on, on Thursday. Over the creek, Fine, just not a, a big cute deal. little cut out there. But, oh. I mean, he missed a cut by several, so you can say that Maybe as you were. Maybe not the best play. Maybe yeah, not, no. not the best. <laughs> really but I kind of like it. You know, it was yeah. drama. It worked got, out. Right? Yeah. It worked out well. Yeah. And, yeah, certainly a little different. And when we head back to Oakdale in a couple of years for the RBC Canadian Open, Maybe there'll be some changes to it. Maybe there won't be. Yeah. But it was something, uh, it was a, a great moment. But, you know, to, to get to Adam Hadwin, mm. I mean, oh. so so a couple things. So yeah. 
he's wearing jeans. Yes. He like he, he has a hoodie and jeans. Yes. Corey Connors had a hoodie and shorts on. Yeah. Um, so as a security guard, I mean, it's not like like when people see hockey players or football players just or basketball players, just given the build, the height, et cetera, right. you can kind of tell. It's a bit obvious. But golfers are a wide breed. You have guys who are 6'4", 220, and guys who are 5'8", 150. You're right. Adam Hadwin's on the smaller scale. Yes. Maybe not 5'8", 150, but he's not a, he's not a big dude. Right. And I guess security was sort of doing – Sort of doing their job a little bit, maybe. What do you? What, uh, what was yours when we saw all the reaction, all the different footage, the viz? What, what was your takeaway? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Like, was this guy just really, really good at his job, or was this a misstep? I mean, mm. you don't expect security to be able to pick out every golfer that's hanging right. out around the green, and there were many, right? Like Tommy Fleetwood had a contingent. Yeah, he did. Of of Englishmen and Irishmen of his own, yeah. right? Shane Lowry and Justin Rose were sticking around, which also I thought was kind of a cool thing. You yeah. had Team Canada. And then the Europeans there as well. I agree. Um, adding to all the drama. But for security, I mean, let's just say this wasn't Adam Hadwin and this was a fan. You could look back and say if he didn't do something, you know, someone could have been injured. I don't know. It's 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 a difficult one to navigate. And I think just the moment itself, it's the reaction. I think it's hard to contain. And he obviously was operating on instinct. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goodness, though, what a tackle that was. Driving with the legs, mm, I mean, yeah. a team might be interested in picking him up. I yeah, that's where I was just going. The form, yeah, like Hadwin was in the air, like <laughs> his so many feet, good angles of it. His rear end was like five feet yeah. off the ground, <laughs> and just like all the different angles that right. came out later, and you know, there's slow motion, and the <laughs> champagne is still spraying. Adam is like unfazed by the whole thing. Yeah, he gets up, you know. And, good Canadian boy and it's kind of like I'm not going to make this moment about that right and he just gets right back in there but I don't know we're going to remember that too it's almost like when you go to a wedding and someone messes up the vows you remember that wedding for going off the rails a little bit and this just adds to the memory I think that people are going to think of when they think of Nick Taylor's win and and apparently not much champagne was uh was uh spoiled uh not much (laughs) harmed in, in the battle and I know We'll see if for Sports Center top tens for years to come. I know we were just in the newsroom with the, with the, the guy who's actually putting together the Sports Center top ten today. We'll see what it is later today on Sports Center, but it could be a Canadian moment. It could be you know mishaps celebrating. There are many different ways you can go, but uh, what what I do know is it's a moment we'll never forget. And throughout the next hour and forty five minutes, we're going to talk all about Nick Taylor, all about the RBC Canadian Open. That conversation continues next, right here on TSN two and TSN ten fifty. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Kristen Murphy, discussing Canadian sports history, an iconic moment that will Never forget, and you will always know where you were when it all went down, when Nick Taylor got it done, 
his third career PGA Tour victory, and the 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion. So, where to now? There, there's many different ways, you know, many different areas we can talk about this for Nick Taylor, but for a guy who was 120th after the first round, just just to come back and, and get in the mix is quite something, but how about that perseverance, that bounce back to come back the way he did? I mean, I think it, it speaks to how dedicated he was to whatever game plan he had coming in, mm-hmm. because it would be very easy to be taken off of that after firing a 75 in the first round, right. and you think, you know, there's 21 Canadians that teed it up at the start of the week, opening around 75, you're thinking, okay, it's probably not going to be Nick Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then scratches and claws his way back in. And, of course, we know what he did on Saturday, moving day, 63. And, actually, I ran into Mark, and um, we were tracking Nick, his front nine. And, you know, there's some challenging holes on that mm-hmm. front nine. Not a lot of birdies on that front nine. And so to go out four under the way he did, you knew he could go low based on that front nine because the back was gettable. And that's exactly what he did. And had he not posted that 63, he wouldn't have jockeyed into that position and been able to pull it off the way he did. Yeah, totally. And it was sort of, this was all coming for Nick Taylor. He had a a, a great start to the year that highlighted by the second place at both the Zurich Classic of New Orleans with his guy, Adam Hadwin, (laughs) who I hopefully is feeling a little better this morning. I know. It's kind of cool that he's a part of the picture as well, right? Yeah. So there's that finish. And of course, at the WM Phoenix Open, finishing second to one Scotty Scheffler, who is the overwhelming betting favorite heading into this week's U.S. Open. Kind of hard to believe we got a major championship this week. I mean, how about this back-to-back? I I know uh, uh, Bob Weeks is not joining us this morning because he is in the air right now. Uh, he's taken uh, not a, not a PJ, but he's on a regular airplane to uh, to Los Angeles for LACC. And I know, I, did you see his tweet this morning where he said he's never had so many people stop him at Pearson? So cool. Talking about uh, w- what a moment it was. But in terms of Nick Taylor himself, his demeanor yes. has always been pretty, you know, not too high, not too low. And a lot of... Uh, uproar I use that term already but a lot of uh social media comments were made about uh, the walk and talk that Nick Taylor did right so because I was on site I didn't actually see the walk and talk mm-hmm. so I would love to hear from oh. you what you thought about it because it's abnormal to have the leader with so much on the line get mic'd up I mean it, it makes me nervous just thinking about it yeah so uh this walk and talk that CBS has started uh I remember the first time it went down was at Corey Pines of the Farmers Insurance Open. Max Homa. Max Homa. Yes. Our, guy, Our guy, Max Homa, showed out, look out for him this week at the U.S. Open. Yes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, TSN <laughs> Edge FanDuel. Anyway, so uh, he throw the AirPod in, talking about, you know, they're asking about these different shots. How are you playing this? They they sort of keep a microphone around when he's walking through the shot with a caddy. It's a real inside baseball, quote-unquote, look. And then, so this happens sort of every third round when CBS is doing the coverage. First round, the Masters happens. Rory McIlroy is mic'd up. You're like, hmm, that's interesting. Third round, or second round, that's Saturday morning. Similar conditions that we're seeing outside here in the GTA. It's a bit of a monsoon out there. Justin Thomas throws the AirPod in, and he's talking about how it's going to be a long day for him and misses the cut. So Nick Taylor, it's the 15th hole of trying to win your national open and... They throw the AirPod in. Now, at Jim Nance and Trevor Illman, I'll give them credit, 
12 times they said <laughs> he agreed to do this. He could have easily said yeah, no. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, for Taylor, I mean, good for him, I guess. I that mean, is confidence. Oh, my goodness. Is it ever? That wouldn't be for everybody. That would not no. be for a lot of people, I don't yeah. think. And, you know, he kept it. He, it was like a regular interview. He seemed pretty calm. Really calm. But which, he seemed calm all week. He Maybe. did. He did. And I, I wonder if that's, you know, he's taking lessons that he learned mm-hmm. from the past. You know, he's one of five players who have now won three or more times in the PGA Tour. Five, five uh, Canadian players who have won three or more times in the PGA Tour. But that was... um. That was certainly interesting. It uh, was. Sure. It was. And well, and you look at who he beat out at Pebble Beach, right? Yeah. Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. in 2020. So that that's a big stage. And then you have coming runner-up, finishing runner-up yep. to Scotty Scheffler at the Waste Management. That is a circus. And it was a circus for the Canadians this week. And so he's been in that atmosphere before, and he's obviously performed well. Mm-hmm. He just ran into a freight train that was Scotty Scheffler. Yep. Um, but it... It felt like he was in his element, and he just handled that kind of pressure and the crowds so well. I think he enjoyed having the ovations, every tee box, every green. I mean, the fans, they were rabid yesterday, Adam. They were, and speaking of rabid and wild, the rink hole. And you were there Saturday. You were there Sunday, yesterday. Uh, the, this was, a you know, they comparing the rink hole to the WM Phoenix Open in terms of that stadium atmosphere, but... Like the the fans are they're right there. They really are close. Like yes. p- the guys were high fiving them after. And how about you know we heard the Canadian Canadian national anthem about twelve hundred times throughout <laughs> the week. It's it's a great anthem, which is awesome. But overall, what what were your impressions of the wrinkle? It's it's so cool. And I mean, I love obviously the Canadian Canadian Open moves around as far as venues. So to have something that sort of feels familiar that is a signature mm-hmm. thing that we do here um i think it it just amps up the overall experience i think the golfers like it most of them had big yeah. smiles on their faces coming in there and it's just a different experience than the usual golf tournaments and the usual sort of quiet clapping that we're used to in the golf right. world at times um i was on 14 sunday morning when mike weir came through and you know it was it was early but Drinks were flowing. Oh, yeah. It was loud. Oh, yeah. And and you could just tell that as the day went on, it was only going to ramp up. So I, I think it's fantastic and it's it's great for great for viewers and it's great for the sport. Absolutely. And so many different tweets. You know, Tommy Fleetwood spoke about the atmosphere. Sure, he was disappointing, but what an atmosphere it was. Justin Rose, another guy who had a, a good week too. Rory McIlroy comes up short in his bid for the three-peat. But another memorable week at the RBC Canadian Open. Murph, you're off to do some TV duties for us where uh, we have to give credit to a shout-out to our friends at the PGA Tour who have sent us, uh, this is more TV inside baseball here, but some <laughs> uh, some great quality video yes. of what went down on Sunday. So you'll be seeing Murph's work all throughout uh, the TSN network throughout the week. And you're also doing U.S. Open duty, correct? I am, yes. A little primetime golf this week, kind of wow. from the frying pan right back into the fire, Adam. Oh, uh, yeah. Like- <laughs> from the frying pan 
Into the fire. I got to right. write that. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Let's get that printed. Murph, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks a lot, Adam. On the other side, RBC Canadian Open Tournament Director Brian Crawford will join me over the phone here on Golf Talk Canada. He was kneeling beside Adam Hadwin when it went down. We'll get his perspective on the tackle. Of course, Brian played in the CFL. Maybe we'll grade We'll get him to grade the tackle that was. We know Hadwin is okay, but we'll discuss everything that went on at the RBC Canadian Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. We are recapping one of the great moments we'll ever see in Canadian sports history. Nick Taylor getting it done and winning the RBC Canadian Open. What a moment it was at Oakdale. And for much more on this unbelievable moment. Now joining us, RBC Canadian Open Tournament Director Brian Crawford, who was right there when it all went down. Brian, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, so has the heart rate gone down after what you saw yesterday? Yeah, you know, it the whole week, what a wild, wild week. And uh, for it to end the way it did um, is just, I can't, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. So <laughs> I can only imagine, you know, how, uh, how Nick's feeling about it today. So give us some perspective on where you were, because a couple of times when we were going from playoff hole to playoff hole, they were, you know, the cameras saw some some of the guys standing behind uh, behind the green. We saw Lawrence Applebaum. I saw TSN golf producer Jamie Rydell, who was wearing shorts, which I thought was debatable at best, given the temperatures it was. But but then I, I saw you a couple times, uh, Craw, and uh, you were standing there with uh, with Adam Hadwin and Corey Connors. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I was uh, fortunate to be uh, in the mix and really have a pretty front up view for it. The, the, kind of my initial responsibilities uh, at the start of the playoffs was to take Dave McKay up to the first tee or up to the uh, 18th tee to uh, start uh, the playoffs. So that was kind of the official responsibilities. Uh, and then helping all those same guys uh, get over to the ninth. And we kind of all ended up uh, together in the area to, to watch and uh, ultimately participate in the moment. So uh, pretty special uh, to be part of it. Definitely a, a moment you'll never forget. And now, so so take us into the fourth playoff hole. You're seeing Nick Taylor line up a 72-foot putt. What's your vantage point? Are you right behind the hole? Are you sort of, right, uh, you know, halfway through? Where were you standing when it went down? Yeah, I was kind of on uh, golfer's left, kind of back middle, just off the uh, bunkers on that side there, more or less where the where the big jib camera was. So that's kind of where we all were in that corner. So a pretty great uh, vantage point of of the putt, and you know you're just you're just wanting him to get it up nice and close, and and uh, be able to tap it in, and at the bare minimum send it to uh, to another hole. But uh, for him to make it is just absolutely incredible. To to win it, but to win it in that fashion, 
um, you know, Tommy had done a good job to get a, get himself in position to, you know, to make a putt to keep the playoff going. So uh, for him to be able to roll it in from, from there. And it's a, it's a tough green as we saw all week. And, um, you know, that back pin placement that, uh, you know, we kind of had envisioned from the beginning uh, for it to finish there is uh, pretty incredible. It certainly was a great pin location, too, because, you know, in regulation, Nick Taylor was over the green in two and was in a pretty gnarly lie just off the green. And he had a, a pretty uh, delicate downhill chip shot that he got successfully got up and down to to post that clubhouse lead at the time at 17 uh, under par. Now, of course, you were standing very close to Adam Hadwin when he got taken down <laughs> hard. Uh, when you saw what went down there, I'm sure there was a, a little panic that went through you. Yeah, we... <laughs> We, uh, in retrospect, maybe would have uh, planned that a little differently, but uh, we had uh, had a few of the bottles of champagne uh, out there for uh, specifically giving the Corey and Adam and uh, Mike uh, to uh, enhance the celebrations. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so exciting out there. And I'll have to say uh, the security guard involved is like absolutely one of our very, very best guys uh is has been a long time involved in the in the Canadian Open uh, during my time anyways and and is uh does everything for the tournament and so uh doing his job uh to the absolute fullest and I'm glad that very quickly the they uh realized what had happened and remedied the situation and he and Adam were able to have uh have a good laugh about it and and uh and well today I guess they're uh they're uh, social media famous <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That, that's gone viral and gone viral in a big way. Now, uh, Brian, uh, you also played football yourself. I'm not sure if you actually saw the, own, the tackle with your own eyes or just on, on video. But, oh, yeah. But, okay, but no, I saw it. You I, saw was, it? Okay. I was pretty close to it. Okay, so <laughs> h- how would you grade the tackle? Because Adam Hadwin got some serious airtime. I don't know that I was ever hit that hard in any of the years <laughs> of playing professional football as the hit that Adam took. Oh man! But, uh, it was it was good, and hey, I give him credit. Adam got up, no problem. He took that hit. Oh goodness, uh, he you know he's not just a golfer; he's an athlete. Yeah, he's de- yeah, absolutely. Good point about that. And all the boys, uh, hopefully they've landed now uh, in LACC. Hopefully, a little shut eye on the plane because uh, they they got a major th- this week. But you know, right after that all went down, all the the, the raucous. Uh, atmosphere on the 18th green after that fourth playoff hole. Of course, there's a press conference, etc. Adam, uh, uh, Nick Taylor, uh, a toast to you know all the you know the, the members and such. There, what was that like seeing him behind the scenes with all of that raw emotion right after the win? Yeah, you know, I I'm really lucky to have such a front row seat to it, and um, you know, obviously to be greenside for a lot of those things, and then to you know, go back uh, to the clubhouse with them, kind of mean the uh, conclusion and the closing ceremonies and trophy presentation, and then, you know, in the media center and then in the locker room and then up in our champions reception and then kind of back in the kind of private reception. And, uh, to, to, yeah, to just to be part of that, you know, kind of front row. And, you know, he's been a wonderful supporter of um, golf in Canada and, and golf Canada and the tournament and, you know, really uh, – you know, really fantastic guy. And, um, you know, all of our Canadian players are, are that way. That whole group of guys are, are that way. And, and any one of them would have been just a wonderful winner for us and, and, uh, Canadian golf. And, 
and uh, Nick is Nick is tops amongst them. And we're uh, we're pretty fortunate to uh, kind of have been on the run that Canadian golf has been on for the last couple of years, despite despite all of the uh, you know external uh, forces that have tried to kind of railroad or sidetrack things. And and uh, Nick did more than we could have ever asked for to to elevate uh, elevate our game and sport here in our country. And and you mentioned it right there the the game of golf in our country and Mike Weir you know won the Masters in 2003 and if it wasn't for that who knows if Nick Taylor would be playing professional golf Adam Hadwin Corey Connors Mackenzie Hughes Adam Spence and the list goes on and on and on what was it like to have Weirzy right there in person as well to be able to congratulate Nick Taylor too yeah, I mean, for have you know, Mike, uh, you know, Mike made the weekend this weekend, yeah. uh, which was uh, fantastic, and uh, you know, Mike Kim, who played with him there uh, on the weekend, had a great tweet yeah, saying, I you know, that. I didn't realize I had so many uh, fans in Canada. Uh, and by the way, I was playing with Mike Weir. And it's true, <laughs> like he had fans on every hole, big galleries. You know, it was it was great, and you know, he's a legend in in Canadian golf, and and is. You know, one of the most influential people in Canadian golf history for his accomplishments, and you know a little bit of kind of uh, exercising uh, <clears throat> the demons, so to speak, when with Mike's loss in the playoffs uh, at the Canadian Open to to have Nick be able to win it in the playoffs and and kind of kind of uh, you know fix that story a little bit for us, or at least write a new chapter. So you know, ha- having Mike there and now having this generation of guys that are. Um, you know, more than likely involved in the sport and where they are because of what Mike did. And Golf Canada has certainly, um, you know, benefited tremendously from what Mike did and in, in, in our mission to grow the game and ultimately get more Canadians involved in the sport. Yeah, it's uh, he's been uh, unbelievable for the game of golf, and now we're we're seeing uh, four Canadians now on the PGA Tour with victories this season. Of course, Brooke Henderson doing all the amazing things she's doing uh, on the LPGA Tour as well. We're in conversation with RBC Canadian Open Tournament Director Brian Crawford. Now, Brian, the the 18th hole at Oakdale was uh, a lot of a lot of talk about it uh, online on Twitter uh, amongst the, on the golf course. But after seeing the hole over and over and over and over again. I kind of like it now. I mean, it's it's certainly a different <laughs> hole for sure, but it created all the drama that we've seen in quite some time. Looking back now, what's what are your thoughts on the 18th hole at Oakdale? Yeah, I mean, I've never been, uh, call it a purist in the sense that, you know, like I think that's the beautiful thing about golf mm-hmm. and golf courses, that there is so much variety, that there isn't any one set way and, um, you know, while a 500-yard par 5 might be a little bit different, um, you know, the reality was, uh, and the reason why I played as a 5, is the second shot was a par 5 shot. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether that hole was maybe truly a par 4.5 uh, or not, it, it played appropriately as, as a 5. And once you kind of got your head wrapped around, you know, that you're taking driver out of your hand at the at the start, you know, I think having to be precise and, and getting it uh, to the landing zone before the creek, and then a difficult shot up to the green. You saw lots of guys have to lay up at different times because their their tee shots were into the rough, which was tough on them. And we saw that pin placement. You know, both guys ended up down on that hill and in and around the bunkers there, next to uh, next to the suites there in the playoff, and certainly throughout the week. Um, so you know, I think that it, you know it's obviously a beautiful hole going to that elevated green that uh, had a lot of uh, slope to it and. 
and uh, a great uh, vantage back of the tee. You know, I, I fell in love with that hole early on, just and what that would look like and could potentially be as a as a finishing hole. And you know, never did I imagine that we'd have what we had yesterday but uh you know i think that it, it can be iconic in its own way and certainly did that it certainly did that in, in a big way and no one will ever forget the 18th hole at oakdale after what uh what nick taylor did and now the rbc canadian open is you know nick taylor's forever a champion and the rbc canadian open and the rink have now become a focal story point and storyline uh, as well, and we mentioned this in our in our previous segment. You know, it it is different than what we see at Waste Management or other tournaments, which have tried to create that sort of stadium like atmosphere because the fans are so close to the players. Uh, as the tournament is now behind us, looking back, what were your thoughts on the rink hole uh, throughout the week? Yeah, that's uh, you know it's one of the unique things for us <clears throat> playing at uh, you know these old Parkland style golf courses. You know, they're not built like uh, Scottsdale and, and the courses in Florida that are much more expansive, have a lot more room, championship courses. You know, we're building it, courses that were constructed 100 years ago that never expected to see 130,000 people at a golf course or, you know, massive structures built around greens and tees and those sorts of things. So it's a very unique challenge to, to you know, make these tournaments that are held in, you know, these northern golf courses like ours um, – you know, work sometimes. And, you know, for us, the rink has become, you know, the marquee hole of the golf tournament, moving around each year. You know, we don't have a, a golf hole uh, like the Island Green for the players, as an example, that is the marquee hole because it changes every year. And every golf course has a marquee hole. But with us changing every year, people maybe aren't as familiar with that particular hole. But the rink is really that for us. And it has just grown and grown and grown every year since it was introduced back in 2017. Um, you know, the plans we already have for it when we're back in Hamilton next year are, you know, taking it to another level oh. completely. And it has just been really amazing to see how it's been embraced by the fans, by the players. It's, I think, authentic It's a, in its own way, in a Canadian way, um, <clears throat> that, you know, puts our stamp on but puts our stamp on the tournament in a, in a unique and special way it certainly does and i i know you're super pumped for hamilton next year as well because that's a little closer to home for you is that right <laughs> yeah hamilton is uh is definitely i have a bias towards hamilton given that i i live uh within steps of the golf course wow. so uh but it's it is an unbelievable property recently renovated so it caught even better if that's believable your golf digest named it the renovation of the year uh you know it's a huge property with 27 holes a short course a practice course uh an unbelievable practice facility uh it really has uh, you know everything that we could ever ask for uh for a tournament venue the neighborhood and the community support it you know southwestern ontario kind of the kitchener waterloo niagara regions all all it's you know kind of the closest it gets to them so they all come out and drove so we're really uh looking forward to another great year next year when we go back to the hamilton golf and country club and and uh look to build upon what we did this year and back in 2019 at hamilton rory mcelroy said that was one of the best atmospheres he's ever played in maybe ever that's a direct quote from rory after one of his rounds at hamilton it's heading back there in uh, next year now uh brian obviously earlier in the week there was tons of news away from the golf course but now 
the RBC Canadian Open, the 2023 RBC Canadian Open will forever be remembered as the one Nick Taylor won, breaking the 69-year drought. I know it was a crazy time leading up to the tournament. I know right now it's an even crazier time, I'm sure, as you, you know, tear everything down. Uh, get some rest, my friend. Thank you very much for your time this morning, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adam. Great to talk to you. Appreciate all your support this week. Absolutely. That is RBC Canadian Open Tournament Director Brian Crawford, one of the busiest guys on site throughout the week at the RBC Canadian Open at Oakdale. Great to catch up uh, with Brian. I got to interview him a couple weeks before the tournament. Obviously, the I, think, I believe it was the Friday second round. He joined me on set as well. He's a good dude, and uh, he's a, a huge reason why the RBC Canadian Open was a huge success for yet another year. And like he mentioned, too, can't wait for Hamilton come 2024 when Canadian Nick Taylor will be defending his title. Speaking of Nick Taylor, on the other side, our own Mark Sacchino had a chance to catch up with Taylor moments after that epic 72-foot putt was dropped. We'll hear that one-on-one next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Wrapping up Hour 1 here on GTC. Adam Scully here back in studio. It was so much fun to be on location at the RBC Canadian Open Throughout the week at Oakdale, what a week it was. We will never forget. Nick Taylor, 72-foot eagle putt to win the 2023 RBC Canadian Open, his third career PGA Tour victory, and now he'll forever be known as the champion of the RBC Canadian Open. Now, shortly after that putt went down, Nick spoke with Bob Weeks, which you'll see in our TV special that's coming up tomorrow night. That's the first airing of our TV special. But also spoke with Mark Sakino one-on-one. Let's hear that interview. Nick Taylor with Mark Sakino. How often do you ever get hugged by a PGA Tour radio announcer? Not often. This is... Uh... <laughs> This is unbelievable. I can't even say anything about this. That is the greatest Sunday I think this country has ever seen on Canadian soil. Just let it out, Nick. How does it feel? It feels I can't even describe it. This is the most incredible feeling. The fans were unbelievable all day. Uh, every green, every tee box, I was getting, getting ovations. And to make those last two putts to give myself a chance and do that was, I'm speechless. You're 35, you're a veteran, you're a two-time winner. We know how poised you were. WM Phoenix Open, toe-to-toe with Scotty Scheffler, you didn't blink. We've been waiting for this moment. A lot of us said, you're the guy that can handle this. You proved us right. How did you do this so calmly out there? You know, I, I just tried to keep my head down today, and I didn't look at a board till probably 17. I knew bogeying 16 with kind of the atmosphere that um, I was probably at best tied, maybe one back, and... 
Um, I saw the board on 17, knew I needed to, to birdie at least one coming in, so to make that on 17, and I got redemption on 18 because I screwed up the first day, and um, I got, got it back. You got a lot of people waiting to talk to you. You got family to celebrate. I'm going to let you go. But I just want to tell you, you are an icon now in this country. This country loves you. And I hope the rest of the world knows how popular this is because you are as good a golfer you are. You as, are as wonderful a human being. So thank you, thank Nick. You. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Wow. How cool is that to, to hear Nick Taylor? That's, that's minutes after that putt went down. That's minutes after the tackle scene around the world where Adam Hadwin was absolutely wallpapered by a security guard. Yes, he was okay, according to Hadwin's wife, Hadwin himself, Mackenzie Hughes tweeting out on the plane that, yes, he was okay, and he came out with flying colors. And as uh, RBC Canadian Open Tournament Director Brian Crawford, who also played for the Toronto Argonauts, can attest to, he hasn't seen someone tackled that hard, possibly ever. So that was, a, that was a pretty funny moment for what was an iconic moment in Canadian sports history. And someone made the remark in the media center last night about, you know, people will think back to this, that 72-foot putt to Sidney Crosby in 2010, the golden goal. That was an unbelievable moment. And obviously we're a golf show, so we're very biased towards golf moments. But that moment will forever in time go down as one of the great moments in Canadian sports history, period. That was exceptional. Well, that wraps up our one here on GTC. Coming up on the other side to kick off our two, our dear friend Mark Sacchino is going to join us. Now, Mark is going to be on a plane to Los Angeles a little later today where he'll be a part of our sports center and TSN coverage for the U.S. Open. Yes, there's a major championship. We're going back-to-back national opens. Hopefully the fellas get some uh, some sleep on the flight. Hopefully Bob and Graham and producer Mike Kaczynski's flight got off on time this morning given the weather we saw here or even seeing here in the GTA. But Mark's going to join us to kick off our two as well. Lori Kane is going to drop by to discuss an exciting new partnership she's currently on. And, of course, Nick Taylor, her perspective, where she was. Did her phone blow up like all of, like everyone's phones blew up? What was her reaction to one of the great moments we'll ever see in Canadian sports history? All that and more coming up in Hour 2 on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. It is 72 and a half feet. He knows what this does in the last 18 feet. Swing of the putter comes up with some speed now up the rise 
for the Eagle. For the win! To the top! Dagon! Yes! 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 The drought is over! The drought is over! Mick Taylor with the Eagle! The 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion! History! History! 500 FedEx Cup points! Two-year exemption! He's an icon now in this country! That will never, ever get old. I've heard that. I've seen that about a thousand times now. It gives me chills every time I get to hear that call. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. And the man who made that iconic call for an iconic Canadian in sports history now joins us on the line. Mark Sakino. welcome it to the show. How are the vocal cords this morning, my friend? I got very little left, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I barely slept. Um, I was so high last night, I just could not come down. I think I texted you at you 1 did. in the morning saying, I am just wired. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you not just feel so happy for Canada and the country, say the, Nick, and the sport? When you guys consider all the crap that we've been dealing with the last year and a half and the money and the politics and the lawyers and commissioners and board members, you know, and of course, the, the both Canadian Open Weeks. Uh, and then again, you know, our Tuesday, your, like your video Tuesday is still my favorite. <laughs> that was like, that should, that should have told us what was coming that, this week, Skulls. When we, when, when we got your video out there on Tuesday with your reaction to the live news, that should have told us that this was just going to be a very different and, and special week. And, and yeah. to think that yesterday, you know, that's what, the, that's what sports is about. You know, the joy, the happiness. I mean, the celebration, camaraderie, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, what a class act he was, total gentleman afterwards. Um, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever feel anything like that again. I I would be very surprised if I'm ever able uh, to be a part of something like that again. And uh, when I woke up this morning, just to uh, answer your question about having anything left, I mean, you know, I'm not a big social media guy, as as you guys know. You, you and Bob are way better at it than I am. You know, I just kind of, once in a while, when I'm a little upset about something, I might, <laughs> I might send something out. Um, I looked at my phone. I, it completely blew up. I, I have never, I just blew up. Uh, they they ran it on Golf Center, Central last night. I think your mom was the first one that saw right. it. Yep. And yeah, and then they ran it all this morning on Golf Central, and then apparently ESPN Sports Center ran it in their in their morning loop of Sports Center south of the border this morning. So, I guess that's why the phone uh, imploded. So, um, it's a little overwhelming uh, the whole experience yesterday. Um, but uh, hey, you know what? It made the year, guys, for all of us, right? To have this moment for Canada and start handing out the awards right now to Nick Taylor, guys. Athlete of the year, story of the year. This is this is it. And yeah, your call went viral in in the United States worldwide. Uh, so I love the PGA Tour tweeted it out with your call under it, and the responses are are unbelievable. And uh, but for those, so give us a give us an inside look here. So where where were you standing when this went down? 
Um, so I was, this is crazy. Uh, I'm behind the, I'm behind the 18th green skulls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we got Weeksy there, Rydell's there, all the people from score magazine, um, Adam Stanley, um, uh, all the photographers we know in, in, in the golf business, Corey Connors, Adam Hadwin, Mike Weir, of course, Lawrence Applebaum and all the officials from golf Canada. It, it was it, it was it was surreal because it's like everybody we work with. It was like our entire community, like three hundred of us, wrapped around the back of the 18th green, and I'm literally ten feet in front of them, down in like a catcher's position, oh. so that so that people can see over me because I got to be at the front of the line so I can make this call, but I don't want to be blocking anybody's view of this because I know how important this. I'm down in this 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 catcher's position and, and you could feel that this is this is inside the ropes 300 uh, dignitaries etc and, and and media people and and players etc plus justin rose plus shane lowry um who also my favorite cheryl hatton mm-hmm. uh I mean, plus all, all of that in there uh there there is there as well just to see this uh, unfold and to see and to cheer on their countrymen um and friend and then 20,000 people surrounding this golf hole on every side. I mean, it was from the tee, from the back of the tee, uh, both sides of the fairway, into the grandstands around the green. I've never seen anything like it, personally. Uh, certainly never felt anything like it. And then it was just this pouring out of emotion and, and mayhem onto the 18th green. I mean, I was 10 feet from getting spiked. I was running up to hug Nick Taylor uh, I mean, he hugs his caddy, and then we're all in there hugging him. I mean, this is the punches. And as we're hugging Nick Taylor and champagne's flying, I see the greatest spike mm. since Bill Goldberg in 1990s WCW wrestling, Adam, okay? <laughs> I mean, this this uh, police officer, officer security guard, I mean, it happened literally 15 feet to my left. It could have been me. If I wasn't wearing a headset and holding a you microphone. You were going down. I'm going down. Oh, yeah. I'm going down. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that? So we had Brian Crawford on a little earlier in the show, and obviously he played for the Toronto Argonauts, and he said he had never seen someone tackled that hard in his life. Now, you know, like, Adam Hadwin's not, he's not a big guy, and you're not a big guy. So, like, imagine – I mean, that was it was such a – it was pretty crazy – uh, to to see it really all uh, go down, and but how about how about Nick Taylor? I mean, you know the the putt in regulation that that really delicate up and down after going long into a lot of talk about whether he should have taken a drop standing close to that sprinkler head, and then to make the putt on the first playoff hole after Tommy Fleetwood sunk that 15 footer on top of him, where Taylor had a similar putt that he had in regulation about probably six seven feet. Or so, this was just—I mean, all in all for Nick Taylor, how how impressive just from a golf perspective, you know, from a Canadian historical perspective, we know that it's certainly a, a moment we'll never forget. But just from a golf perspective, how impressive was this victory? Yeah, I, I mean, the imp- <laughs> how I'm shocked, and I said this to him in the post-round interview, Adam. I said, I I don't know. Please explain to me how you were able to remain calm the entire day um, 
knowing what was on the line, the 69 years, the 35 million, 36 million Canadians awaiting, and 20,000 people here all holding their breath every time you pull a club out of the bag, uh, toe-to-toe in a playoff uh, in front of the entire world. I mean, he was the only one that seemed to be able to to manage it. And you know what's funny? And I got give hats off to Weeksy for having him this week in the picks. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but the three of us, though, I don't know if you remember this. The three of us on, I believe it was Wednesday's edition of Golf Talk Canada, we had a conversation, if you go back uh, on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. about who, if there was one Canadian who might be the one that was most emotionally prepared for this. And I said this to to, to O-Dog Noodles and and, and Hayes uh, on uh, 6.30, on 6.30 Eastern, in the middle of overdrive on Wednesday night, I reiterated it. I said, you know what? We think, we being Golf Tag Canada, that Nick's 35. He went toe-to-toe with Scotty Scheffler in a designated event and didn't blink. He didn't beat Scotty, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't choke. He didn't, he didn't lose. Like, he just got outplayed that day. He went toe-to-toe with the number one player in the world and almost took him down. Uh, he's a veteran, former number one amateur in the world, yada, yada, yada. We kind of collectively agreed that from an emotional, mental standpoint, that Nick Taylor might be the guy who was the one Canadian who might be able to actually handle this moment the way Brooke Henderson did for the, uh, for the women's game a few years back, that Nick might be the guy that wouldn't be scared of the size of the moment. We saw Corey and Taylor have a hard time at the President's Cup. We had, saw Corey have a hard time at the PGA Championship a couple of weeks ago. We all kind of thought Nick would be the guy, but but being the guy and, and then just being Joe Montana or Tom Brady in the huddle with two minutes left, that's complete. No one expected that. And, and I know he didn't feel like that. I, I know inside he was probably boiling over. But God, Skulls, did he not look like that yesterday? Wow. He, yeah, he certainly did. And like you said, it would have been easy to, to get ahead of himself, to you know, maybe swing a, a little quickly at times or that tempo to you know, go a, a little, little too fast or outside his comfort zone. And even you know, during regulation, Mark, he was hitting a lot of these sort of would you call them three-quarter fairway woods off the tee or sawed-off finishes? Like, he was really keeping that heart rate, at least on the outset anyway, and you have to give credit to Caddy David Markle for this too, at a, a manageable rate, which helped him thrive when the pressure mattered the most, didn't he? Totally, and I think, you know, that's a great eye, Adam, like to pick up on that because the hardest thing to do in that type of situation um, is control your breathing, control your nerves, and control that nervous energy. And the automatic thing that people go to, uh, which has worked often because it's the path of least resistance, is you see, guys, if it's a nine iron, it's now a wedge because they are so amped. The, you know, the veins are popping, and they are amped, and the club speed is up and they airmail greens because they take the same club and they're not realizing that they're just hitting it as hard as they possibly can with all this amped-up energy. And Nick somehow, to your point, and it started earlier in the day. Like, it didn't start just in the playoff. To your point, it happened in regulation. Look at the three-wood from the rough on 12, yeah. the little chippy chaser three-wood. He was able to somehow stay soft. I think that's the word from a technical golf term that, that I would use. He was soft. 
in air quotations. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to your point, able to hit little fades, hold off cuts, not have to go at everything a thousand miles an hour, some irons and three woods off the tee. That is impossible to do under pressure. Almost impossible. The first thing guys go to, guys who have even been successful. Look at John Rahm. John Rahm's a perfect example. When when Rombo's feeling it and he's in the heat, he is going at it like a raging bull. <laughs> I mean, I mean, soft fades in that moment. I don't know. I don't know. Head scratching. Maybe it was a divine intervention there. Someone from the golfing gods looking down on us and, and seeing what RBC has had to go through. The Canadian Open, Golf Canada, all Canadian golf fans uh, going back to 2019, losing the national championship two years. Dustin Johnson, you know, doing what he did mm-hmm. a year ago. What happened on Tuesday? Uh, maybe it was all uh, for this. Maybe it was all for Sunday. I'm not a big believer in stuff like that, Adam, but at this point I'm scratching my head trying to figure it out. And when the plausible doesn't make sense, the only thing left is the impossible. Well, on the other side, we're going to continue our conversation about Nick Taylor and Mark, I'm telling you as well, I haven't told you this yet, but your call will be featured all over the 6 PM sports center here in Canada later today. I've been talking to some producers as we speak while on the air. So we'll hear it throughout the 6 PM sports center. If you missed it 15 minutes ago, if you missed it an hour and 15 minutes ago, you'll hear it. You'll see it many times throughout the day right here on TSN on the other side, more on Nick Taylor's iconic moment. This is golf talk. Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada here on TSN 1050. You can also watch on TSN 2. Adam Scully here in studio. Mark Sacchino on the line. Mark, you're off to L.A. later today for the U.S. Open. When's your flight? Yeah, I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. I've been I've been on the phone oh. you know, on stuff all morning, like <laughs> like you know, like kits everywhere and stuff. Yep. I haven't packed yet. Okay. And my flight's in a couple hours. Perfect. And I I need to get I need to get to the airport somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still a little confused, Adam, on how uh, any of this is actually going to work. I, right. I've said to Mrs. Golf Talk Canada, you got to get us to the airport. Blah, blah, like <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm assuming this is all going to work out. The flight is 3.30, I believe. So right now we're okay. We're looking pretty good. Um, Yeah, let's hope everything operates on time. And thank God for you and Bob and and Graham jumping in and helping out this week, too, that we're going to be able to get our Golf Talk Canada television uh, episode, which is a big one because obviously we're going to celebrate Nick Taylor, but we also have the U.S. Open this week. So, we, you know, to get that in the can – I mean, it's been a between your duties five days at Canadian Open, mm-hmm. your Sports Center duties, rolling into a U.S. Open, 
all my duties. But I mean, I don't know how logistically we're getting this done, but somehow we're getting everything to air and everything's working out okay. So I'm just going to keep everything crossed. Uh, that seems to be working. Yeah, TSN 2, Tuesday night, 10 p.m. is our first airing of our television special this week, which will take a deep dive on Nick Taylor and his iconic victory in sports history as well. Of course, like you mentioned, we'll look ahead to the U.S. Open. We'll make our TSN Edge picks for the U.S. Open. Then, of course, on Wednesday, a couple more airings of our television special, and we'll be right here on TSN 1050 taking a look at the U.S. Open and what we can expect this week at LACC. But, Mark, looking back now at Oakdale, there was a lot of unknown heading into the RBC Canadian Open about Oakdale because there wasn't, there hadn't been a professional tournament played there ever. And we saw the 18th hole being played time after time after time after time. And honestly, I said this to Kristen Murphy in hour one. I said this to Brian Crawford as well. After seeing it so many times, I kind of like it now. What were your thoughts on the 18th hole? You know, that to me... It's so funny. I just said this to Dennis and Carl Paulson because I just did their show. Oh, yeah. And I said, you and I, all of us, we're crapping on the 18th hole. Mm -hmm. As as kindly as we could, we were crapping on it all week. We were crapping on it leaning in, uh, going into the week when you and Bob were up there for the media day. I was unable to play, and I asked you guys, you know, tell me about the course. Tell me about the course. I was all excited, and you're like, oh, it's great. It's going to be this. I think, you know, you're going to like a lot of the uphill approaches and blah, 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 blah. And you and Bob both said the same thing. Ah, that 18th hole, though. Uh, that's, yeah, it's a little quirky. Blah, blah. Turns out in the end, all of us were wrong. I mean, it created so much drama. And I didn't realize, you know, a bad hole, I think, for, for major championship golf skills is a hole that has uh, no options. And you're going to get the same scores over and over again. Um, and it's very, you know, predictable and, and, you know, lacks creativity. And I thought, I think that we all thought that's what 18 was going to be. Iron hybrid, something like that, down to the bottom of the hill, throw something up the hill on the green. Instead, all the choices and all the creativity and all the drama really came most of the time in that second shot. Mm-hmm. Gave the players a choice. Are you going to go for it? It's not as easy to get to this green as you guys originally thought because that 230 number or 240 number plays a lot longer, a lot longer up that hill. That green is angled, uh, you know, from left to right and, and south to north on, on such a, a subtle little slant. It's a sliver. It's not as wide as we thought. Hard to get into the putting surface. If you miss on the right, it is steep and underneath, and you can barely see the top of the flag. All these subtle things that, at first glance, none of us picked up on. And it wasn't until we got to see the best players in the world go through there when they needed fours and needed to make scores to to continue the playoff until we realized, uh, wow, this is a lot better hole uh, that any of us thought it, it was, and uh, it, it, it completely delivered. I could have used you, Skelly, uh, after the ninth, after the second playoff hole on eighteen, and we had to get to nine. Right, it's twenty thousand people running in one direction. I almost got trampled several times. Oh. I needed my security. Right, okay, like yeah, it was. Yeah. And Doctor J, you know, he's my driver every year uh, <laughs> at, at the King Open. He was there in, in full effect. You know, Doc's awesome. Takes mm-hmm. four days out of his life to do this and help me out. 
But Doc can't provide the security that Scully can. Right. Okay. Like okay. he is not like scaring people off and, you know, mm. getting those broad shoulders and those tight sweaters going. Okay. <laughs> that none of that's happening. Okay. I almost got, I, I seriously almost got run over twice. It was, it was actually scary moving oh. from 18 to nine. Okay. Okay. Well, so I'll be sure training for next year. I'll get the schmediums ready. I'll do the 500 daily push-ups just to just to make sure that we're we're standing broad. And you got to stand with the elbows out a little bit just to just to throw some high elbows here and there uh, if if that's needed. But a quick point on 18. Um, you mentioned the the, you know, the the challenging layup. You know, Tommy Fleetwood in regulation 18th hole needed birdie to win. A lot of people thought the tournament was over, and yep. Fleetwood you know misses the fairway and he decides to lay up, which. Hindsight obviously was the wrong decision because he had a pretty brutal layup shot instead of trying to, you know, hit a five wood or three wood or he didn't really, he actually didn't carry a three wood to that mini driver, you know, hit it over the green, try to get up and down from, from off the green. But, you know, the 18th hole was, was quite something. Uh, and I'm glad we got to see it a bunch of times. So before we go to break, we have about a, about a minute, minute and a half left. The rink hole, once again, it delivered Mark and it delivered in a big way, didn't it? Yeah, it was like, it's been a big hit every year. We've always loved it. This year went up another notch. The complete surrounding and boards was a big win. Yeah. It felt like a mini version of the Coliseum hole. And I said to you and Bob, I said, you know what? It's a Coliseum hole without the nudity. For now. <laughs> For now, right? A little hotter, you never know, right? <laughs> I, I was not expecting that from you. But, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I've never been to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, I want to at some day. But, uh, yeah, certainly wild. But, uh, Mark, I, I know uh, you're a very busy man, and you're, you've been pulled in many different directions. Uh, congratulations on uh, yourself uh, becoming an icon in oh, this country. People will see that call. We're going to play that call for the rest of time. Thanks for your time this morning. Safe travels to L.A., and I'm sure we'll text later tonight when you land. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Adam, thank you for holding down the fort as always and everything you did last week and again this week. I'll text you tonight and I'll see you for TV and I will talk to you Wednesday for GTC. Yes, we will. That is the Z-Man at Z-Man Golf, probably doing his 12th interview of the morning, running on about three hours of sleep. The vocal cord sounded pretty good though, so I have to commend Mark there for whatever remedies he was going through to make sure the voice sounded Okay, but uh, so proud of Mark for the call he made on uh, Nick Taylor's historic, iconic 72-foot putt to win the 2023 RBC Canadian Open. On the other side, another icon is going to join the show. Lori Kane will join me right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac, Experience Cadillac, Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio recapping one of the great moments we've seen in Canadian sports history. Nick Taylor winning the 2023 RVC 
Canadian Open. And for much more on this win and some other exciting things coming down as well. Now joining us, Canadian legend, Lori Kane on the line. Lori, welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hey, how are we doing? We are great, thank you. Before we get into it, Lori, first of all, it was great to see you in person. We had a we chatted for maybe five ten minutes. This was Tuesday, the, the big merger day at Oakdale when uh, the golf world was exploding, and it was great to actually see you and, and talk to you in three D. Yeah, thanks. It was. Um, I couldn't have picked a better weekend, I don't think, to be in Toronto and <laughs> uh, get to hang out at um, the RBC and to be. Uh, involved with a couple of different things going on all week but um yes the chat on tuesday it's funny how the world writes itself um i think that this win by nick and um dave was awesome yesterday that's uh 72 feet of uh wonderful glory and I, i said this on sports center last night this is a moment that you'll never forget where you were and what you were doing when that putt went down so Lori, for you where were you? Paint us a picture of your situation watching Nick Taylor. Well, I jumped on a plane to come home, which <laughs> probably should have been at um, Oakdale, but I, I had to get back to PEI, and unfortunately, uh, no TV for me to watch. <laughs> so no. I, was, I saw what he was doing as I boarded the plane, and I hoped that I would land in time to, uh, to see some kind of finish and hopefully a Canadian on top. And... Um, I was able to get to my house as the playoff was starting. Oh. Well, actually, no. The first playoff hole, I'd listen to Mark <laughs> <laughs> commentate that on uh, on Sirius and um, and then watched it. And it was just, uh, yeah, uh, you're 100% right. I can tell you, I was thinking, seeing Mike and all the guys standing out on the green on both, supporting both Tommy and Adam, that um, I understand the European side of the Ryder Cup and how they support one another. And then I also know the, the camaraderie that uh, the Canadian guys have for each other on the PGA Tour, and that was clear yesterday. But I was thinking about 20 years ago when, when Mike had won the green jacket for this country. And, and now it's just a special, and um, yeah, this is, this is a cool time for golf. It's certainly a very cool time for golf, but in terms of significance, in terms of significance for golf in our country and golf period, how special do you think is this victory by Nick Taylor winning the Canadian Open? Well, it's huge. Um, you know, it took the same applied on the women's side prior to Brooke winning uh, the CPKC in 218 in Regina. Um, you know, you don't, kids don't know until they know, and, and they need to see things. Um, the excitement yesterday in Toronto, across, across TVs, across, you know, this country, um, it's going to make a difference. Uh, kids are going to want to pick up clubs and, and give it a try and be the next Nick Taylor as they are on our side, on the women's side, wanting to be Brooke. Um, and many, many years ago, Nick Taylor wanted to be Mike Weir. And um, it's clear to me that, you know, we're doing the right things. Golf Canada needs um, to be credited for some the programs that they're trying to put together, push through. But we don't do anything without corporate sponsorship. Um, my relationship with CPKC is moving the needle as RBC is moving the needle in men's golf with the Canadian Open. So those are the things we're all uh, rowing in the right direction, shall we say, um, to making the game the best it can be and accessible to everyone. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's great, too, that 
the the depth we're seeing in Canadian professional golf. You know, even looked PGA Tour champion. Stephen Ames has won three times this year. Brooke Henderson, who's the, the winningest Canadian professional golfer, got that another victory earlier this year. Four Canadians have won on the PGA Tour already this season. We're only in June. How awesome is it for you, Laurie, to see the depth of Canadian golf right now? Well, it's great. Um I'd like to be playing a little bit more and competing myself. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I feel like I need to get back out there. But, um, no, I think it, it just goes to show that, you know, we're, we've always been a hockey country, no doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but golf is, is a passion right across the, the board. And um, I think, you know, we've got – COVID was probably a friend to us in Canada with, with relation to golf. And people are playing the game. And – but it also takes support at the top, um, which I think we're giving to our professional athletes, which is, you know, kind of the trickle-down effect is happening. Um, I wasn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think I saw this coming so quickly. Um, but when you see the guys winning like they are, that pulls each other along. And I think Nick was so eloquent in his speech yesterday and in his presser. I listened to it uh, late last night. And... Um, you know, he's the guys just are not afraid to do whatever it's going to take to make them better every day. And it's clear to me that um, I talked to Nick on Friday after his his really good round to get him back in the event, and he basically said to me, "You know, this is I'm I'm going to do something with this. Now I've got a chance." And I said, "And you will, and you will do something with it." And lo and behold, you know, he's the guy hoisting the trophy. He, he certainly was and uh, it, an, an iconic moment. And it was really cool as well to see the raw emotion come out of Nick Taylor. Similar when Brooke Henderson won in Canada in 2018. You know, I, I, I have a lot of similarities with Brooke and Nick in, in terms of their demeanor. You generally don't see them get too high or too low on the golf course. They, they keep that even keeledness uh, if you will. But how cool was it just to see the, the, the real human side of Nick come out, you know, the, the putter flip, the, the, you know, crying with Amanda Renner on air, just that raw emotion. How cool was that? Yeah, no, that was super. I think shock when yeah. he, um, when that putt went in and the mic drop or the putter drop or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then everything that happened after that, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to jump back. I just got off Twitter and I just was looking at, um, the media feed, which I didn't know Nick did the walk and talk yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I listened to that. And, you know, there will be some that will criticize us for doing that mm-hmm. and opening ourselves up to it. But I really think that it is, it shows um, that human side. And it also is, you know, I don't know whether it lets us off the hook or gives us accountability or keeps us in the game because golf is a long is a long round Mm -hmm. and your head can go into many different places and listening to him talk to trevor and trevor was so awesome in the questions he was asking that i i think that gave him a boost at least it gave me a boost listening to it to say okay he's taking responsibility for where he is and he is the only one that can do something about um his play and and whether or not it's going to be good enough today i had a feeling when i went to st louis after finishing second a gazillion times and trying to get across the line. And I had a woman come to me. I can see her face. I had no idea who she was. 
she said, this is your week. And I looked at her and I said, I'm the only one that can do something about it. And yes, it will be. Yeah. Uh, you know, good for good for Nick Taylor doing. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, the broadcast time and time again, I, I want to say seven or eight, ten times, you know, said, you know, he could have easily said no, that this was prearranged. But, you know, good on uh, good on Nick Taylor. We're in conversation here uh, with Laurie Kane. Switching gears here a little bit. Uh, you are the newest brand ambassador of Exonic Golf. So how did this whole partnership come to be? Well, it came, it came to be through some work. Um, I'm represented by Wasserman Group, yes. and uh, Jordan Snowy is my point person. And, um, you know, there's a lot happening in the AI world and apps, and um, this is a Canadian company um, who I've, uh, you know, quickly learned a lot about. Um, got to spend some time with uh, the founder um, at Bayview, Eileen, and I'll tell you, um, I'm not real techie, uh, but this product, I think, can help uh, the average golfer. Um, and as the slogan says, you don't need to do it alone. Um, you know, our checklists when we head to the golf course after a lesson or um, trying to figure out how to play, your brain can get pretty confused. Um, well, if you use the Exonic IQ um, app, it can answer the questions for you. And I, it's very similar to how I played um, with the help of Danny Sharp, my caddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, you know, I worked enough with Bob um, Rotella that he would say, when you've missed a shot, uh, the next shot you need to put a clinic on. Mm-hmm. And I never messed up doing a clinic. And this app has enough little help and pointers that you can go in, get the information, and then apply it. Mm. Um, and even better... Adam, the cool thing is, is that I think the more information the app gets, uh, the better it can help you, and then you can take it back to your teaching coach or your teaching pro, and he or she can help you with what exactly does happen when you're on the golf course, because between the driving range and, or the practice tee, as we call it, and the first tee, a lot can happen. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly can. And another cool thing about this app, I, I have used it uh, as well, is that it's great for, for any skill level of golfer, whether you're, you're up there in the ranks and have played golf at a very high level or you're your average 20 handicap, correct? A hundred percent. And that's the part that um, I think is, is the most cool, that it doesn't, like a lot of times, I think the average beginner would say, well, I don't need that because, you know, I'm just learning. Well, that's the person that I think the app applies to just as much as me um, because it just gives those one or two little pointers that you just need to remember instead of trying to remember a handful of things. Um, you can just, you know, it might remind you about ball position. It might remind you about the lead shoulder, the trail shoulder. It might, you know, whatever it needs to do. What do you do at a thick grass? Downhill lie, uphill lie. Um, so it just, you know, fix, a quick fix uh, can make the game faster for sure and also more enjoyable. It certainly is. ExonicGolf.com is the website. Exonic is spelled X-O-N-I-C. Laura, you're the latest brand ambassador for Exonic Golf. Now, before we let you go, I I have to ask you, of course, about Brooke Henderson. She's got a very busy summer ahead of her. I can't wait to see the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. I got to go to Pebble Beach myself back in September. Obviously, what an iconic venue that is. But how excited are you to see what the next step is for Brooke Henderson, who's already done so much in her career? 
Yeah, I think Brooke is, is taking, you know, she got a quick win at uh, Lake Nona at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I haven't spoken to Brooke, but I've been kind of reading between the lines. And I think because of the way our schedule is set up with so many big events, the majors coming um, fast and furious, I think she's trying to just um, ease her way into a schedule that she's well-rested. Um, you know, I was... I love the driver tip off the deck. I don't think there's a player alive that hits it like she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think um, I think she's probably got her sights set on definitely the U.S. Open, uh, KPMG, um, all of those things that are coming down the pipeline. And she'll be ready. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, she and Brittany will, will figure out what they need to do at each of the courses that they play and um, will not surprise me if she hoists another trophy very soon. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm so excited to see uh, Brooke as we move ahead here, especially, you know, the CK, the CPKC Women's Open, which is at Shaughnessy, a great venue. Can't wait to see it go on there. So that, that's Brooke Henderson. But, Laurie, what's next for you in, in terms of golf? Um, well, I'm, I'm not playing and not going to be able to play very much competitive golf um, probably until the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some conflicts when it comes to the – uh, senior U.S. Open being the same week as the CPKC Women's Open. Um, I know that I played my last last year, as, mo- as everyone is aware, um, but I still want to be present. Um, you're right, playing Shaughnessy. Uh, I think any time that we play a, a course, a championship course like Shaughnessy that the men have played, it, it elevates us. Mm-hmm. And CPKC is, is doing its best, along with Golf Canada, to take us to venues that, that matter. And uh, Shaughnessy matters. Um, I'm, I'm going to just be on the sidelines, but I will play some, uh, doing a lot of corporate stuff and enjoying the game. And, um, I, like I said, I was, uh, flattered that I could be around Oakdale this past week and, and that people, uh, the reception was very warm heartening. Um, yeah, so I'll be here on PEI doing some stuff. Um, Lindsay Knowlton from Iron Ladies Golf is coming. Uh, we have the PEI, uh, Lori Kane. Uh, ladies outing that um, I'll be hosting at Mill River along with uh, Katie White and Lindsay Knowlton. Um, the three of us are tailor-made uh, staffers, so we're looking forward to entertaining and showing off uh, Mill River and Eagles Glen. Um, I'll be busy, Adam, um, and of course, uh, cheering my Canadian friends uh, as the summer goes. Absolutely. I had a chance to catch up with, uh, with Lindsay as well at uh, the Open last week, and it was, it was great, and she was talking to me about this event. I, I know you're excited. She's so excited. Well, Lori, thanks so much for your time this morning discussing what is one of the most iconic moments in Canadian sports history. Thanks for your time today, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Kelly. That is Lori Kane, one of the great Canadians we've ever seen. Awesome to see and hear her perspective on an unbelievable moment in Canadian sports history. Again, uh, the newest brand ambassador for Exonic Golf as well. That's X-O-N-I-C, the website, exonicgolf.com. On the other side, we'll wrap up what's been another wild edition of GTC. That's coming up next. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management.
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of Lightstrike and Lightstrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Wrapping up this historic edition of Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully here in studio. Nick Taylor does it. Wins the RBC Canadian Open. Gone is that 1954 Pat Fletcher talk because Nick Taylor has broken the drought. The 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion, Nick Taylor. Time for some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in the world of golf. Check out bushnellgolf.com. Just going to stick with Nick Taylor here. PGA Tour gets it done on the fourth playoff hole. His third career PGA Tour victory. The fourth different Canadian player to win on the PGA Tour this season. And now he'll forever be known as the 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion. Well, coming up later this week, our first airing of our TV special is Tuesday night, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. on TSN2, where we'll take a deep dive. We'll take a look back on this victory. How significant is this not only for Nick Taylor or everyone else on the PGA Tour this season, but for the next generation of players, how he will continue to inspire those whether you know players are young kids and growing up in the game or trying to make their way into it. Nick Taylor has inspired a next generation of players. Certainly awesome to see. And of course, it's a major championship this week. The U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club, a great venue. Really looking forward to seeing how any of our seven, yes, seven Canadians playing in the U.S. Open. That is awesome. Awesome. This has been so much fun throughout this morning, recapping that victory uh, by Nick Taylor. And I've received a couple of texts, too, saying, I, I'm seeing you on two different TSNs, which, uh, which is a first for me. I was able to read the highlights of Nick Taylor's historic victory on SportsCenter, which was, of course, last night, has been looping all morning to one of the great moments we'll see in Canadian sports history. Nick Taylor gets it done winning the RBC Canadian Open. Everyone will remember where they were when he sunk that 72-foot putt to win the 2023 RBC Canadian Open. Who knows, maybe Nick will join us as well on the show. We're back here on TSN 1050 at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. Well, it was an iconic moment for Nick Taylor, an iconic moment for Canadian sports history. He gets it done. He wins the 2023 RBC Canadian Open. Can't wait to see what's next for Canadian Nick Taylor. What I do know, next up here on TSN 1050 is Leafs Lunch. I'm seeing Al's brother. I'm seeing Julia Tasheri. They're getting ready to join on set here previewing the Stanley Cup final. And we got a lot of hockey news coming around right now. The offseason is almost here, and you know what that means. We'll see trades and signings, the draft, the works. Thanks so much for joining us today, whether you listen to us on TSN 1050 or watched us on TSN. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. 
ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.